Hello friends, thank you for joining us this evening. I'm your host, Zen Garcia. Revolution Radio. Surely vain are all men by nature who are ignorant of God and could not out of the good things that are seen know him that is. Neither by considering the works did they acknowledge the workmaster, but deemed either fire or wind or the swift air or the circle of the stars or the violent water or the lights of heaven to be the gods which govern the world with huge beauty if they being delighted took them to be gods let them know how much better the lord of them is for the first author of beauty hath created them welcome friends i'm your host then garcia this is momentary zen here on revolution radio day is our Prophecy in the news show that I do monthly with my son, Justin James. Justin, are you there, son? I am, and it seems that your mic is very, very low. All right, hold on. Let me check the sound. It keeps resetting, and I don't there know why go. that is. Yeah, so I apologize, everybody, but hopefully it will um, stay good now. But yes, as I was saying, that this is our prophecy in the news show, where we once a month speak about current events and relate them to Bible prophecy. And certainly, there's never been a time such as this where uh, things are happening so fast and uh, without question uh things are moving towards what the scriptures relate to as the last times or the end of days and so there's i'm sure a lot to be spoken about and a lot to be covered this evening and so with that um let me turn it over to you and get you to comment on uh really quickly the conference and your experience and to let people know that um, a lot of the presentations are available on our YouTube channels, uh, Zen Garcia and Endeavor Freedom, so people can look to that to catch up on what they may have missed. Yep, well, if you missed our update or follow-up on the conference, Joy and I did join Zen last Wednesday night for our follow-up show, and we also shared our personal testimony uh, from Joy and myself. So you can find that on the Zen Garcia YouTube channel as well as all of the presentations from the Sacred Word Revealed Conference. They're all up now. They're all available. Uh, unfortunately, somebody shared with us yesterday, actually a couple people were commenting and they said, I can't believe that you have so many ads on your YouTube channel. And I was like... I don't know what they're talking about. Normally, you know, we have like the one that plays at the beginning and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then they were saying it was, they timed it. It was every three and a half minutes. There was an ad that was playing and I had what? no idea what was going on, but apparently mm. there was some 
Uh, some box that we had checked for mid mid roll ads, and it was just randomly inserting inserting all of these ads. At every time that they felt that there was a natural pause, they would put an ad in there. Oh my so gosh! Of course, you know YouTube's trying to to get rich and make as much money yes. for their advertisers as possible. Uh, so we apologize for that. We did we did some troubleshooting. We found out exactly what the problem was. And we turned off all of those mid-roll ads. So prayerfully, it, it will work, and you won't get any ads during the show. Yeah, because um, certainly, you know, as far as YouTube and the the payment to different people and channels, uh, there's not a lot that comes from all of that. And so, um, yeah, we definitely don't want to discourage people and want to give them the information. And so I'm glad that you were able to uh, resolve that issue and so uh, hopefully there will be no further uh, problems going forth and people can watch because the presentations and the speakers and the conference was in my opinion an amazing experience and that a lot of people were deeply touched by uh, the gathering and especially with all that's going on in the world right now with you know the pandemic and all of the COVID hype and hoax um, it turned out really really well and you know we did come together um, at a place in a hotel that allowed us to not wear masks and to not comply to social distancing and all of that and so we were able to waive uh, all of those regulations and just come together naturally in fellowship and uh, share community, time and space, meal, laughter, hugs, and um, resource information, knowledge. And so it was a really incredible experience. And none of us, you know, there were no complications. Nobody, uh, to my knowledge, caught anything. I, I myself hugged probably hundreds of people and um, there was no issues. And so Praise God for that, that he did watch over us and keep us safe and allow us to to share what was in a really incredible time. And so I do encourage people to check out all of what was spoken about. There were a lot of really incredible speakers. And so thank all of them again for making the journey and for joining us uh, bodily for the conference. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. That was yes. an awesome time, definitely. Uh, but talking about, you know, nobody has reached out to us and said that they have COVID now. You know, everything has been totally fine. It kind of reminds me of something Joy and I were discussing today. Elon Musk, I'm sure everyone knows, you know, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX and, you know, the guy that talks about AI taking over the world and unleashing the beast and all this. But he, he came out on a Twitter post recently and said, him nor his family will ever get the COVID vaccine, even if it was made readily available. <laughs> and I was thinking, all right, well, I think he knows something, right? Because actually, uh-huh. you know, his companies with SpaceX working with, you know, NASA and the International Space Station, they're like a national security uh, endeavor, I suppose. So they actually have been working through the whole COVID pandemic. They never shut down. They they never did anything 
like that and and he's experienced no deaths you know amongst his team so he's like uh-huh. you know he posted also that COVID 19 is dumb <laughs> and then bill gates uh responded and said you know you shouldn't you shouldn't discuss things that you aren't you know an expert at and then it's bill gates that's saying that you know the software mm-hmm. engineer who's trying to get everybody vaccinated and right but it's funny he he came back and he was like you're a knucklehead like my <laughs> my company produces the machines that the vaccines are being produced on like i, I know what i'm talking about so I, I just thought that was kind of funny it was like that is funny a good way to open up the show with a little bit of lighthearted humor <laughs> even though the the subject matter is real Right, the right. The whole COVID nineteen, the vaccines, all this, the pandemic, the whole scamming thing. Uh, the, actually, the thumbnail that I chose for our show tonight—I don't know if you're able to see it. It's up on YouTube right now, but it's basically just a stone person being hit by this. Uh, it's it's like a ball, like a wrecking ball, but it's in the form of a virus, and, and their head is just being shattered, and then. In the shadows, off to the side, it's the WHO logo, and I really oh, yeah, I feel I like that. that's yes. that's really what's happening. Like everybody's minds are just going crazy with all this fear, and I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. But we're definitely going to be discussing that this evening. So, anything that you would like to discuss further before I get into the first headline? No, other than I think that. You know, that was a good choice and that um, more information needs to be brought to the public because there is such great fear. And um, even some of our, you know, closest friends um, just fearful to go out and to engage or to, you know, even go grocery shopping. And most people are huddling up, hibernating and uh, just hoping it will get back to some kind of normality, which, um, you know, again, I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of it is hoaxed and that they are playing off of our fears in order to uh, cause people to be, you know, just so hysterical about the possibility of catching COVID and all of that. So, but yeah, now I'll turn it over to you and uh, allow you to guide and to lead and I'll follow, um, with the whatever news stories you bring forth. Sounds good. Well, we're definitely going to be discussing the whole COVID scam uh, later on. I don't want to spend too much time on it at the very beginning of the show, but I, I do just want to quickly shout out to everybody that's joining in the YouTube live chat. We appreciate you so much for joining us and for all those joining us on Revolution Radio. Shalom, everyone. Uh, peace to you and may the Most High uh, watch over you during this time. Yes. Um, so the first headline that I'm going to be reading uh, the article from, it's titled Highly Educated Americans Are By Far the Most Closed Minded. So I read it again. Highly Educated Americans Are By Far <laughs> the Most Closed Minded. You truth. think about, you know, what does it mean to be highly educated? It doesn't right. mean to, you know, study all your life and to you know have tons of ojt on the job training with all you know experts in various fields it it means that you've gone to through the education system which we know is an indoctrination system 
Right. And it's it's so unfortunate that these people are so indoctrinated, so ingrained in, in their one-sided way of thinking that it's like anything that challenges what they've been indoctrinated to believe just causes massive amounts of cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. and gives them headaches even, you know? It's like <laughs> it's actually physically ingrained in their minds. But... I just wanted to read a little bit from this article. It's such an awesome article. I posted the link in the description box and, you know, prayerfully we don't get shut down during this broadcast, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, if you are on YouTube, you can always go to freedom slips uh, radio and follow along there. Uh, What what studio are we in again? Can you get the link that? Yes. Studio B. It's freedomslips.net. Dot com. I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Freedom Slip Studio B, you can find it there if YouTube shuts us down. We know that uh, Revolution Radio definitely won't do so. Right. Prayerfully. All right, so I'll, I'll start reading. It says, Overwhelmingly in America, only Democratic Party information sources are trusted by Democrats, and only Republican information <laughs> sources are trusted by Republicans. Each side distrusts the other's information sources. Gallup's news report aptly noted the important fact that this plays into the political polarization in the U.S. national discourse. You know, political polarization, like everybody's basically a Democrat or Republican and like wholeheartedly so. Uh, So it goes on to say 69% of Americans say they're more concerned about bias in the news other people consume than its presence in their own news. Should I read it again? It makes sense, right? 69% of Americans say they're more concerned about bias in the news other people consume than its presence in their own news. Mm -hmm. The public's closed-mindedness is greatly increasing America's political polarization. Each side is craving propaganda instead of truth, but each side's voters want only the type of propaganda that's funded by the billionaires who also fund that side's political narrative. And, and control that side's news media. So consequently, American, American politics is controlled by the conflict between liberal billionaires versus conservative billionaires, you know, totally controlled by billionaires <laughs> instead of by the public. And there's the liberal herd and the conservative herd, but they're both herds. It's not by right. the public which it should be in an actual democracy. You know, we're uh, I'll, I'll keep reading. It goes on. It, it's such an awesome article. I hope you're enjoying it so far. And yes. each of these two herds is controlled by its shepherd, who are its billionaires. Billionaires control each party and thereby control the government. This is why the government ignores the preference of America's public. Neither Democrats nor Republicans can become exposed to the other side's evidence and arguments unless they see those the other side's evidence and arguments, both for its own case and against the opposite side's case, i.e. against the case that oneself believes. <laughs> so I think it's important to always study, you know, a well-rounded well, perspective yes. on every every point, you know. Absolutely. So it goes on to say, not to see the opposite side's viewpoint is to be blind to it and thus to become locked into whatever oneself believes. This 69% of people who, you know, are trying to judge others without casting the beam out of their own eye. It's like 
a jury's rendering its verdict and nearly three quarters of the jurors have not listened to and thus not considered the opposite side's presentations. Mm -hmm. So Republican Party billionaires, by their use of conservative news media and think tanks, et cetera, et cetera, which they control, can easily manipulate Republican Party voters. And Democrat Party billionaires can likewise easily manipulate Democratic Party voters by their liberal media, think tanks, etc. That's billionaires, though, on each of those two sides, guiding each of those two parties' voters, and therefore the nation is an aristocracy, a country which is controlled by its wealthiest few. Yeah, believe it mm -hmm. or not, you know, that's, that's what we're in. We're like robots being programmed, you know? Right. The public are not the rulers in such a nation and in an aristocracy. It's not a democracy. It's a collective dictatorship by its billionaires. Uh, you know, billionaires in each party have their very golden, very heavy thumbs pressing down hard upon the scale of any such democracy, such that regardless of which group of billionaires ends up winning any ultimate election, the public inevitably will lose because it's really just a contest between billionaires who are stage managing the nation's entire political proceedings. Hope everybody's following along there. Yes. It's the elite that are really controlling it, the, the whole dog and pony show. You know, I'm sure right. you've probably spent hundreds of hours talking about that and everybody is following along, but uh, I'm almost done here. This happens not only regarding elections, but regarding particular issues. For example, in 2002 and 2003, the quote-unquote regime change in Iraq and quote-unquote Saddam's weapons of mass destructions. These were just as much agendas of liberal billionaires, media, and think tanks as they were of conservative billionaires, media, and think tanks. And they were thoroughly based on lies. So a, a closed-minded public was actually trapped into the lies that were agreed upon by both sides of the domestic American political spectrum and the sides that are funded and controlled by the liberal billionaires and by the conservative billionaires. The nearly $2 trillion cost of invasion and military occupation of that country and the consequent destruction of that country were done for America's billionaires and produced nothing for the American people except that enormous public debt and those injuries and deaths to America's soldiers and to Iraqis. And that's typical nowadays. And this just isn't any aristocracy. The aristocracy are served and the nation's public serve to them. America's extreme inequality of wealth makes democracy impossible in this country. America's other problems follow from that. In reality, it's a one-party state, and that party is controlled not actually by the counts of voters, but by the counts of dollars. It is an aristocracy, and its decline to what has been documented here follows from that fact. Whatever democracy America might once have had is now gone. It has become replaced by a land of mass deceptions, which are bought and sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to share a couple of past uh, quotes and then bring something up, which I've read before, uh, but is so very important, so very critical. And it exposes uh, from the elites themselves exactly the modus operandi of controlled opposition. And Joseph Goebbels, who was the the propaganda um uh, leader as far as for Hitler he said if you repeat a lie often enough people will believe it and you even yourself will come 
to believe it. He also said propaganda works best when those who are being manipulated are confident that they are acting of their own free will and accord. Uh, he also said a lie told once remains a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. I just posted a link into the chat room for a particular text that I recommend that all people read and study, especially if they are new to the whole theme of the controlled opposition, the false left-right paradigm. And I'm going to share just a few passages from what is the third uh, portion of this particular manuscript, which was written for the son of an industrialist entrepreneur, one of these uh, illuminists that, you know, he was over a huge empire and was basically turning it over to his son and had groomed him um, since he was a youth to take over this leadership role. And it says this, we do our best to obscure the self-evident truth by popularizing the theory that history is made by the impersonal struggles between ideas, political systems, ideologies, races, and classes. Through systematic infiltration of all major intellectual, political, and ideological organizations using the lure of financial support and instant publicity, we have been able to set the limits of public debate within the ideological requirements of our money power. The so-called left-right political spectrum is our creation. In fact, it accurately reflects our careful artificial polarization of the population on phony issues that prevent the issue of our power from arising in their minds. The left supports civil liberties and opposes economic or entrepreneurial liberty. The right supports economic liberty and opposes civil liberty. Of course, neither can exist fully, which is our goal, without the other. We control the right-left conflict such that both forms of liberty are suppressed to the degree that we require our own liberty rests not on legal or moral rights, but on our control of the government bureaucracy and the courts which apply the complex subjective regulations. We dupe the public into supporting for our own benefit. Just a little bit more here. Innumerable meaningless conflicts to divert the attention of the public from our operations find fertile ground in the bitter hatreds of the right-left imbroglio. Right and left are irreconcilable on racial policy. Treatment of criminals, law enforcement, pornography, foreign policy, women's liberty, and censorship to name just a few key issues. Although censorship in the name of fairness has been useful in broadcasting 
and may yet be required in journalism, we generally do not take sides in these issues. Instead, we attempt to prolong the conflicts by supporting both sides as required. War, of course, is the ultimate diversionary conflict and the health of our system. War provides the perfect cover of emergency and crisis behind which we consolidate our power. Since nuclear war presents dangers, even to us, more and more we have resorted to economic crisis, energy shortages, ecological hysteria, and managed political drama to fill the gaps. Meaningless brush fire wars, though, remain useful. We promote phony free enterprise on the right and phony democratic socialism on the left. And thus, we obtain a free enterprise whose competition is carefully regulated by the bureaucracy that we control and whose nationalized enterprises are controlled directly through our government. In this way, we maintain a society in which the basis of our power, legal titles to property, and money remain secure, but in which the peril of free, unregulated competition is avoided and popular sovereignty is nullified. The democratic process is a sitting duck for our money power. Invariably, we determine the candidates of the major parties and then proceed to pick the winners. Any attempt at campaign reform simply put the rules of the game more firmly under our government's control. The last paragraph here. Totalitarianism of the fascists of communist varieties is no danger to us as long as bastions of private property remain to serve as our basis of operation. Totalitarian governments of both right and left because of the vulnerability of their highly visible leaders to party rivals can be manipulated easily from abroad, primarily totalitarian dictatorships efficiently prevent new money lords that could challenge our power from arising in whole continents, civilizations, and races. I'll, I'll stop there. You, people should definitely get the idea. But you know, basically, it is exactly what Justin was reading about in the previous article, that the right and the left Democratic and Republican, conservative and libertarianism, uh, well, or you know the the um, liberalism, that all of these things are controlled by the opinions and the press that is also funded by these big money uh, political elitists, and so again, which is why, in my opinion. People shouldn't get caught up in siding with one or the other because you're just being fooled and all of your energy going into supporting one or the other candidates, you're just being played. It's all a dog and pony show and it's the owners 
of the horses that run the races that benefit while everybody else is just entertained by the show. Justin? Yeah, I think you said it very well. And definitely, you know, I encourage people to check out uh, where you're reading from. The The Occult Technology of Power. Yeah. Yes. So the Illuminati Secret Covenant is available yes. at sacredwordpublishing.com. And the whole protocols of the learned elders of Zion and, and all of these occultic texts that have come out about how they maintain power, you know, it, it's not really difficult to understand. It's not difficult to to even scheme up if you really think about it. You just need the power and the, the ability to do it. And unfortunately, you know, they've maintained that power for a long time. Um, but the next article that, that we're going to go into basically piggybacks right off of that. And right the, the article's titled, The State's Response to This Virus is Nothing More Than a Weapon of Mass Submission. Uh-huh. So just quoting from the article, Logic would dictate that this fake pandemic should be over for good after the new CDC death figures for the U.S. were recently exposed. That report showed that 94% of those said to have died from COVID alone did not die from COVID at all. In fact, the 94% that died who were claimed as COVID deaths had on average 2.6 other comorbidities evident. What that means is this entire virus scam was a fraud all along and is being used as a weapon of submission in order to gain control over the entire population of the world. Lies on top of lies have been used to frighten people into voluntarily destroying their lives in the name of false safety. And now the damage has reached levels that will be almost impossible to overcome at any time in the near or even distant future. A Twitter post from Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. You can actually look on his Twitter. It's on the front page still. CDC recently updated estimated infection fatality rates for COVID. Here are the updated survival rates by age group. 0 through 19. Age 0 through 19. Your chances of dying from COVID are, or sorry, your chances of surviving from COVID are 99.997%. (laughs) <laughs> For 20 to 49, your chances of surviving, 99.98%. If you're 50 to 69, you have a 99.5% chance of surviving. And if you're 70 plus, it's down to 94.6%. So <laughs> the article goes on to say, one would think that with this ground-shattering information, all citizens would be up in arms, but that does not right. seem to be the case. And this is extremely troubling as without a mass uprising of the people, this horrendous plan will continue to go forward. So just my thoughts, you know, the problem here with the protests is that even the protests are being controlled and manipulated by the billionaire funded groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemy you know, is so clever that he knew if he calculates the possible counterattacks of his enemies before he makes his move and he makes three moves ahead of time, you know, to prepare for those counterattacks, you know, he's, he's well ahead. It's called being ahead of the game or being ahead of the curve. 
you know, the, the serpent is very wise, but, you know, mm. we're, we're told to be as wise as serpents, but as innocent as doves. Yes. And as humans, we, we naturally want peace. At least that's my opinion for the large majority of individuals I've met, but we're in a battlefield with a very eager enemy, you know, an enemy that knows his time is short and is doing his best to conjure up the largest, most manipulated army possible to fight against the Messiah when he returns on his white horse. You know, yes. that's, that's what Revelation says. The, the armies of the world are gathered to make war against him who sits on the horse. This ties right into the cosmological deception as well. You know, how can you get the world to fight against the creator coming down from heaven with his army of saints and angels? You know, you mm -hmm. just replace the concept of heaven with outer space, which is filled with alien planets. You know, feed them with entertainment sources, which adjust their minds to accept this version of reality and get them to, you know, get the population to fear the alien invaders, you know, except for the alien invaders right. that created us, of course. You know, those, <laughs> right. those Sumerian, Egyptian, Hindu, Greek, and Roman gods who were of old and the great men of renown, you know, when Zeus and his host of little G-gods came down. Well, of course, you know, when they come again, we'll hand over the reins of the world, the, the reins of the world government. Because, right. you know, they were the original furnishers of civilization to begin with. Mm -hmm. All yes. the elites... All that the elites have done, you know, has been for them, for Satan. And, you know, they've actually utilized the arts which the fallen angels taught to them to maintain power over the masses. You know, all the, the sacred sciences, you know, all that information. And it, it's, it's not just biblical that the fallen angels came down, but it's all throughout the book of Enoch and the Testaments of the Patriarchs and the Dead Sea Scrolls, all of these ancient accounts of how the fallen angels have been having a battle with the children of Adam uh, through Seth, you know, since the beginning of man being on earth. This war has really been going on. The enemy is real. You know, and how is it that the churches are even ignorant of this? You know, it's really crazy to me. We don't learn any of this in church you know joy and i we started going to this mega church and uh, we learned that you know most mega churches they have this concept called being seeker friendly so the goal is that you can bring anybody to any sunday service and you know anyone would feel impacted and want to seek to go deeper with their relationship and understanding of the most high and the Messiah. And then they'd get plugged into small groups where they would actually make, you know, progress. And that, that's what we did as well. We joined a little small group and that to me is, you know, what real church is when we just gather in somebody's basement, we read the word together, we discuss, and that's when, you know, I'm able to open up and, you know, lay it all right. out on them and they just kind of look at you like, <laughs> what do you mean fallen angels but right. you know it's not taught there it's really it's all just basic and and there's not very many people that are making these types of things well known especially you know the enemy identifying who the enemy is identifying that there is an enemy you know so many people are just so indoctrinated and the churches continue to feed into that indoctrination unfortunately you know we're we're in a war that we can't win without confessing the blood of the Messiah. 
You know, he's the yes. only way to victory, and he's the only victorious one. And he's called out to the world to come and stand with him, you know, in his yes. victory. Praise, yeah, hallelujah. You know, he bought us with his blood, and he fought for us with his love. And his mercy is greater than the grip of Satan over our own bodies even. You know, cry out to him. He wants you. He wants you to enter into his kingdom. And he is the only true king of peace. His kingdom is going to be eternal. And he's going to wipe away all of our tears and all the pain that we've experienced, all pain for the future. It's all going to be erased from existence. You know, all sorrow is going to be forgotten. There will no longer be sorrows. And the world to come is greater than our carnal minds can interpret. His salvation is for us. You know, a wedding invitation has been extended to us. And you know, I encourage you to RSVP now to that wedding, you know, and get your soul ready for, for the trip. The enemy is doing all he can to ensure that that invitation isn't going to make it to our loved ones. But we can overthrow those plans with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can personally carry that invitation to our loved ones and those that we meet out in the way. So let's let's prepare for the feast and do our best. Uh, you know, and that's why I even go to this church now, you know, because I want to be plugged in with people who are seeking as well. And I think that that's really a beautiful thing that these people are, you know, I, I'm not saying that I totally support churchianity or anything, but it, it's kind of like a funnel. And they're kind of like at the tip of the funnel pointing people to, you know, go into the funnel where, you know, most people are going to stay on the rim and never go really deep down the rabbit hole. But, you know, then you can go there to the top of the funnel and be like, hey, guys, come with me. Come with me. You know, let's go a little bit deeper. And I think that uh, it's actually a beautiful thing to find people who want to get rid of the world because there are a lot of broken people in the churches that really are seeking for the truth and never really making it past that Sunday service that's supposed to be seeker friendly. So they're, they're yeah. remaining seekers, but they're never, you know, becoming finders. So let's do our best to, to help make people finders, you know, those yeah. who are found. Yes. The seekers of lost paradise, uh, because, you know, there are so many people out there and especially now there's an awakening, but, People have no idea where to go for guidance and direction because the elect is but a few. And so those that are truly, uh, that have discernment and are being led and used by the Most High God as watchmen and watchwomen, you know, in large part, we are those that are, are banished from those kind of forums and made fun of in those kind of churches and it's unfortunate but um that's the way that it is uh, the uh, most of mainstream churchianity thinks that we're crazy and that the topics that we are talking about and the issues that we cover are completely lunatic fringe but you know again those that are going to these gatherings and that are attending these churches there are many that truly want answer. They just have no idea as to where to go to to get um, resource and knowledge and uh, information that could really affect and to uh, give them direction and to give them 
resource to be able to prepare themselves and their families for those things that are coming. And with regard to the whole theme of the ancient aliens being cited and being declared now everywhere, you know, especially like shows ancient aliens and other things that the this whole premise is being pushed forth in great manner. Uh, and that's why I personally, you know, the whole, my presentation for the Take on the World conference was specific to exposing this strong delusion and preparing people for, you know, even understanding biblical cosmology and the truth of the prophetic word and how it is tied to what is, I believe, the declaration uh, that the ancient aliens are our creators and that the so-called gods of old, the Anunnaki, the pantheon of gods and goddesses, that they are the ones that jumped the gun on evolution so very long ago and that seeded uh, modern humanity and that they are coming to save us from ourselves. Uh, and so I do implore people to please take a look at my presentation, the 2020 Take on the World Conference presentation. And this is also a theme that I've covered in many of the books that I've written, especially in the last three um, with the, the pre-Adamic series and also the Vestures of Light and uh, some of the other biblical cosmology, Flat Earth as Key to Decrypt the Book of Enoch, the Firmament Vaulted Dome of the Earth, and Paradise, Sides of the North and the Mount of the Congregation. I think this information and this knowledge is so critical because scientism uh, is the greatest threat in, in the world today, in my opinion, when it comes to leading people astray and teaching and indoctrinating the children to buy into the whole premise that we evolved of monkeys and that the you know there is this in existence this ever expanding universe where god is having to focus on all of these different worlds and all of these different peoples and all of these different cultures and civilizations universe wide and so you know, really, it gives you the idea of, well, even being God, how can he really keep up with and keep track of, and why would he even be concerned with us if all this is going on? Uh, but again, the whole theme of biblical cosmology is to teach people that all those stars out there are not suns with planetary systems around them, and they didn't just randomly evolve life, but that we are the narrow focus, uh, the bride and the prodigal child of the Most High God, and that he is sitting upon the vaulted dome of the earth and looking down, watching over us as the apple of his eye, and that he is 100% focused and concerned with the uh, occurrences and the happenings and the, even all of, as far as the collective uh, intent and goodwill of humanity, he is without a doubt watching over us 
with great focus and intent. And we are the full regard of everything that he is bringing forth with regard to fulfilling prophecy and, um, and as far as the end of days and the return of Christ, all these things that he has revealed to the prophets, they are for us. And especially now that, in my opinion, we are, you know, the fig tree generation and living um, in the end times. And so I do absolutely agree with you. And I do absolutely believe that this is the reason why people should uh, look into even the documentary that uh, myself and Rob and others were in uh, the scientism that Robbie Davidson had put out because we cover it, this theme in that particular documentary as well. And this is something that ever since I've been involved in biblical cosmology and helping people to understand that there is no curvature to, to the earth and that really it is important to learn and to understand uh, this truth, this revelation, because again, it nullifies the whole theme of the ever-expanding universe and that the ancient aliens are our creators and that they somehow long ago came here and seeded humanity and are returning uh, again from somewhere out there. But that, in fact, they are the fallen angels which were banished for rebelling against the Most High so long ago and that they have been locked here in this time-space dimensionality since their expulsion from the heavens. And they're not from out there, but they are, in fact, from within the interior of the earth because that is the domain of legion. And so these kind of things are very important to understand because once you do have discernment upon them, then you will be able to assist others in seeking and finding uh, discernment and guidance on what is the truth of what we are contending with and who the enemy is. And as far as the, the battle, the war, what the scriptures reveal as the enmity between the seed lines, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent, that there truly is a progeny, a lineage of uh, a physical bloodline connected to the devil that are at war with us and have been from the shadows since very ancient times uh, seeking to destroy us. And so, you know, again, all of these things are so very critical for understanding what truly is going on. And so um, let me turn it back over to you. We've got a short time, about seven minutes before break. Well, what you said is definitely real. You know, the, the scientism is part of, you know, the, the inner workings of the mechanism of the great deception. And from the very first uh, headline that we read, you know, those indoctrinated followers of scientism are the most hard-headed. Yes, you know, They're the hardest to reach. Right. It's so crazy. But 
you know, and there's so many layers to that deception. It's really intense. I, I think what's really special about believers uh, in the truth, you know, is that we chose to go out and to seek to find the way, the truth, the light, the light, yes. you know, that is Christ. Yes. And in seeking, you know, then you, you find the truth that you're willing to even die for, that you're willing to, to be martyred for. Uh, I think that it's crazy, though, that there's so many deceptions that even sit that deeply in people's minds. You know, like we, we all went on this long search. We've been studying so diligently for decades and then... You know, we come to, to stand on this rock of truth in Christ because there's so much evident in the world, and especially in our time with all of the extra biblical texts that are coming in into account. Right. But to think that there are still new, new doctrines that are coming out all the time that people are willing to die for. You know, people are willing to give 25% of their oxygen to this concept <laughs> that COVID-19 exists. Well, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that colds and coughs and the flu doesn't exist. But the whole concept of what's going on right now is is complete indoctrination. It's yes. completely a, a scheme of propaganda. And I guess uh, just to speak on something a little short, I didn't really think about it too often because I just saw it last night. But you know, all the dreams that have been going on that have been shared. And, you know, one of the most famous ones, I guess the most famous one is from some pastor, Dana uh, Co Coverstone, I think his name was. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. and so last night he he put up another video and, and somebody shared it to our Facebook group and they he had on a massage shirt. <laughs> you know, and for people that aren't familiar with what that is, it's, Israeli intelligence. It's like somebody, you know, wearing a CIA shirt. <laughs> right. What What are you doing? Right. Why would you be wearing that? You know, complete with the whole, what they call the Star of David. You know, of course, we know the six point, six mm -hmm. angle, six sided, the 666 star yes. of Rempham. It's complete and utter chaos what we're getting or how we are getting manipulated by all these propaganda sources. And, you know, uh, evidence came out recently that in Syria, uh, the West was involved in huge campaigns of propaganda to fund the anti-government groups, you know, all the rebels in Syria. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that includes ISIS. Right, of course exactly. It yeah. includes ISIS. And they funded, they supported those individuals... <laughs> To rise up against Bashar al-Assad, and they, you know, they right. do that in all of these nations. It's the same type of, of goal that this Western civilization. It's just a, an outreach of the Roman civilization that, you know, was the entire world that split eastward into the Byzantine Empire that ended up being the Ottoman Empire, and westward into the Roman Empire, which, you know, put its chains and and hooks in the mouths of all the kings to the West and even to this day, you know, to, to America, you know, this is all part of one same type of system. And we go out to all of those system, the government systems, the little States like 
Korea and Vietnam and we split them up, you know, like right. all, all in the, the South America, <laughs> all of these uprisings are occurring and all of these propaganda pieces are just encouraging the populations of the nations to to be manipulated they're you know we're just being manipulated one way or another I, I really think the only truth that we can really stand firm on is the truth of the ancient scriptures the truth of the ancient way because everything that's being fed out these days you, you just don't know what's real <laughs> right i mean I, yeah i feel like i know difficulty. a little bit of what's not real you know but right it's just so crazy that all the news is funded by these billionaires. You know, there's only a handful of news media outlets in America. It's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are all part of a huge conglomeration. Uh, you know, and all mm-hmm. the corporations are unified. And it it reminds me of the you know the Masonic pyramid that we see on the dollar bill with the eye of Ra, the capstone, the apex, which is separated from the other portion of the pyramid. And it, you know, indicates to me and is representative of what Paul referred to in Ephesians 6 uh, with regard to we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but the powers, the principalities, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and high places that they truly are the ones legion that are guiding and controlling all of those that uh, the secret societies, the mystery schools, uh, the Masonic organizations that under blood oath dedicate themselves and their lives and their efforts to perpetuating and to bringing forth the new world order as agenda. Uh, And that, you know, they the body of the pyramid separated from the capstone. It represents the human aspect of those efforts, and the the whole theme of you know again the humanity and the collective efforts of uh, these uh, secret societies uh, being controlled by the legion, Satan, Lucifer at the top of the pyramid that. This truly is a spiritual war, and they are the ones, you know, even rebelling against the Most High God so long ago and being exiled and cast out. They have come to rule, and it is even even declared in Scripture that he is the prince of the power of the air and that he has been given temporary reign over this world, uh, which is why he was even able to take Christ to exceedingly high mountain and offer him all the kingdoms of the world if he would just bow down and give him a little worship, a little homage. And so, you know, that is what is truly going on. But we are at break, and we'll be right back, everybody, for a second hour. As a bookstore for truth seekers, it's our goal to make ancient manuscripts which were once held captive by secretive institutions available for public consideration. 
In our generation where wisdom has increased, as Daniel the prophet foretold, we have access to many of the testimonies our early church brethren were persecuted for preserving. After being hidden for centuries, these manuscripts have been leaked from various sources throughout the earth, and it's our goal to gather these sources into printable form to make available for all who seek the ancient way. If you're looking to deepen your studies of the biblical narrative, find these ancient manuscripts and more at sacredwordpublishing.com. partnership with Sacred Word Publishing goes further than the publishing of ancient manuscripts and weekly video content. You also make a huge impact across the earth in orphanages in Myanmar, India, Uganda, and Kenya. Your support is crucial for the development of the Ecclesia of Real Truth Seekers. We thank you for joining us in hosting Secrets Revealed, Momentary Zen, the Digital Readers Club, Ask Me Anything series, and other shows that have helped lead so many to the truth of salvation. Become even more involved? Please visit patreon.com slash sacredwordpublishing where you can partake in exclusive, interactive, patron-only content and help us continue shining the light of love in this darkened world. I want to share um, a passage from Credo Mutwa that talks about the oral ancient knowledge that was passed down to him as a South African medicine man, and it connects to, you know, what we were talking about with regard to the powers of the principalities. He says, 
I think so, yes, sir. He is the chief of the Chitauli. And like Satan, he lives in a house underground where great fires are always lighted to keep him warm. Because we are told that after the great war, they fought with God, they became cold in their blood and they cannot stand freezing weather, which is why they require human blood. And also they require fire always to be kept working where they are. It is said that these creatures feed on us human beings, that they at one time challenged God himself to war because they wanted full control of the universe. And God fought a terrible battle against them. And he defeated them, injured them, and forced them to hide in cities underground. They hide in deep cavities underground because they are always feeling cold. And in these cavities, we are told there are huge fires which are kept going by slaves human zombie-like slaves. And it is further said that these Zuswazi, these Imbulu, or whatever you choose to call them, are not capable of eating solid food. They either eat human blood or they eat that power, the energy that is generated when human beings on the surface of the earth are fighting and killing each other in large numbers. Insightful, in my opinion. Justin? Yeah, that is a... It's scary to think of all the different things that have taken place on the Earth that we're just so ignorant of. Right. All of the the vampirism and things that, you know, science fiction has made a class of, you know, werewolves and hybrid beings blood drinkers, even, right. you know, all these apocalyptic scenarios are supposed to be science fiction, uh, you know, zombies, things like this, but no one really wants to study the true entertainment, which I think is knowing the truth. You know, I'm entertained yes. with studying what what is in reality, uh, what is actually going to happen, which the Bible foretells, and we're giving clear uh, understanding of if if you just take the time and look for it i think that it's wonderful that we're able to join together and to be able to study and you know there is someone in the chat that's telling me that you know covid-19 is real i shouldn't you know downplay <laughs> it and you know i never said it's not real i actually said that you know i i, I said that i never said that it's not real but <laughs> It's just not as big of a deal as right. you know the the governments are making it seem, you know, and that's by the own CDC admission that 94% of those who have passed had 2.6 other comorbidities. That's that's their own data, you know. That's like that's not my own opinion. That's just how it is. It's kind of crazy when we let fear get to ourselves. We just kind of submit to whatever uh, the government wants to do for us and those in power. But we know just looking at history, these these governments have never, you know, always maintained benevolence. There's unfortunately always been bad things that have occurred. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, I think that these stories are so 
very important. And also the doctors that have come out uh, that are not conspiracy theorists, you know, that are not people that have or are, are involved in alternative truth or even examining uh, biblical prophecy. These are people that are just working on the front lines and they've been told to hype the numbers and to attribute death to all these different people that have died uh, and label them as COVID victims when they know very well that their deaths had nothing to do with COVID. And so all of these numbers are being hyped up in a degree that the doctors, uh, they feel like they are liars if they report um, what's happening. And they are also, in bringing forth the truth, uh, they are being attacked themselves. And their medical uh, licenses, their professional careers are being jeopardized for speaking out and revealing and standing against the lies that the CDC has been putting forth. And, you know, even just recently, uh, a few weeks back, there was the whole story that had come out. And even Trump had um, tweeted about this, about how the numbers uh, that they had you know, recalibrated all of what was truly um, behind the real numbers behind what was going on with regard to COVID. And they found that only 6% of what was being reported was in any way truthful. And so the fact that they have destroyed the economies of the world and um, you know, put so many people out of work because we're like 20, 30% um, unemployment in this country. And this is you know, all across the world. And all these people being put out of work, uh, their jobs are never going to come back. They're going to have to find new industries or new employment. Uh, they're not currently being able to pay their bills. And there's a lot of people that are suffering. And their houses are being foreclosed on. Their kids are starving. Uh, they are having to decide between putting gas in their vehicles and eating. I mean... You know, and this is all again because of the the scamdemic, the mm. pandemic, the hype, uh, the hoax, and so yeah, we we know that yeah, there's something to COVID, but it's certainly not what is being uh, perpetuated and spoken about and being hyped up with regard to you know the mainstream media and the presses and the doctors that are mm -hmm. supporting, you know, Bill Gates and the whole theme that this is such a danger that people have to wear masks and deprive themselves of oxygen and stay at home and not go out into the communities or the publics or eat in restaurants or come together and gathering with their families or, or even like with what we did with the convention. Uh, I mean, it is, you know, it's unfortunate because people are being harmed. Families are being destroyed. Um, you know, even with now all the schools and the universities and all of that, um, and the, the way that they have perpetuated it, 
there will we will never return again to what was just a few months ago what we believe to be normality uh, the reality of what we had lived uh, a few months back all of that is in the past and it's because again it's based upon more upon lies than it is on truth and that is unfortunate because you know in my opinion uh, I want to know the truth, and I also want to know when I'm being lied to. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to know when I'm being lied to. Uh, unfortunately, we're like at the point where even if we are being lied to, all we can really do is try to expose that lies to others, right. other people. Um, but nowadays when you try to <laughs> try to expose the lies you're looked at like you're a lunatic or right. you're a threat you know it's it's crazy I, we were at a trader joe's today and it, it's a grocery store that joy and i really like really really like they have <laughs> really yummy healthy food and unfortunately they make you wear a mask when you go in it's like right on the perimeter of atlanta that's like super liberal you know, of course, they're surrounded by the conservative area, but in, in the heart of Atlanta, there's actually like a war going on between the mayor of Atlanta and the governor of Georgia. The mayor right. of Atlanta is trying to enforce everyone to wear a mask, and the governor of Georgia is saying, no, you can't do that, but she is doing it anyways. So here we were standing in line to, to go into the store, and you know, we never wear a mask until we absolutely have to. And yes, I think some of the foods that are in there are worth me wearing a mask for a few minutes because <laughs> right. they're very yummy. And it's one of the only actual like organic places. Uh, so anyways, I get to the door and, you know, we don't have a mask. We're like, oh, do you have a mask? And the guy says, you don't have a mask yet? You need to get a mask. <laughs> and we're like, no, do you have one? He's like, well, let me look. And it's like, I know that he has a mask. You know, we come all the time and they give us one. <laughs> And it's not like we're going to save it and wear it 20 times. It's a disposable mask. Give me one, and then I'm going to go in. Anyways, all right, I'm ranting. So <laughs> I, I, he gives us a mask, by and he's like, you need to get one. There, you, know, you have to have one everywhere you go. And then, of course, I'm thinking, no, that's not true. We literally just ate, like, not even a, a half a mile drive from here, and we didn't need a mask. Anyways, I'm ranting again. Sorry about that. <laughs> so he gives me the mask. I like, I take it out and I'm like unfolding it and I'm pushing the cart through the door and I, I don't have my mask on yet. I'm like unfolding, getting ready to put it on. And the guy like pulls me and he's like, please put on your mask before you enter the store. <laughs> and, you know, part of me is like, you know, self-defense, martial arts, imagining right. all these things. And then I'm like, I can't believe, you know, I have that type of feeling though. Right. So I just put the mask on and I, I didn't say anything. I didn't look at him. I just put it on and walked in. But I was thinking, man, you know, what a blessing it is to have the Holy Spirit to give me peace because, you know, we see all kinds of videos out there of people that are not holding their peace. Uh, so I just want to encourage everyone to, to hold their peace, you know, even even if these people are being lied to, you know, let's be peaceful, let's be sane. Yes, and, yes. you know share the truth in peace you know it's real fear that these people are experiencing it's crazy but it is what it is um i want to 
kind of go on to the next headline since we're quickly running through the entire show. We only have 45 minutes left, but this... Oh, did you want to say anything before I move on, Dan? Um, no, other than, yeah, it is sometimes difficult to... Uh, especially since we know different and better. Um, you know, and God bless all the people out there. They truly believe that they are at risk and they are, are trying to do the best they can to, you know, to help others and to support others and uh, to protect others. And, and, uh, and I understand uh, the, the, the world really is deceived and most people are buying into and believing the numbers uh, and the reporting uh, of mainstream propaganda about the coronavirus but you know us knowing better it's difficult uh having such discernment to play along but you know of course we have to pick our battles and um Mm -hmm. because again most people don't know but yeah yeah, i'll I'll turn it back over you yeah that indoctrination is real and you know when when you mix it with the vaccines that they're giving the fluoride that they're taking, the, right. the poor diets that they have, like their minds, Barbie said it in the chat, she said they're like drones, literally we're like robots right. being programmed. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I walked in, I left my nose exposed. Nobody said anything to me. <laughs> you know, I even walked by that guy and he didn't even say anything to me. So it's like they don't really care as long as you pretend to, yeah, right. to go along yeah. with it. But, yeah, thankfully I was able to breathe in and out of my nose. Real oxygen. Uh, So, anyways, (laughs) we'll move on to the next headline. German minister admits lockdown will kill more than COVID-19 does. So, this is, it comes from an actual uh, German news source. I posted it in the description box below the video, but... Uh, They said a a data analysis consortium in South Africa found that the economic consequences of the country's lockdown will lead to 29 times more people dying than the coronavirus itself. Hundreds of doctors are also on record as opposing lockdown measures, warning that they will cause more deaths than the coronavirus itself. And despite citizens across the world being told to observe the lockdown to save lives, quote unquote, Numerous experts who are now warning that the lockdown could end up costing more lives are being ignored or smeared by the media. And, you know, it's totally real. Even the CDC source that came out, you know, it was straight from the CDC website that said 94% of the people that died with COVID had 2.6 other you know, problems with them. That was fact-checked on Facebook. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's like, I read the entire fact check article that was written because I made a post about it, of course, to share it with everybody. And they fact checked it. And I read the fact check article. It never says anything on the contrary. Because, I mean, it's like written very clearly that 94% of those who died with COVID-19 had 2.6 other comorbidities. They had 2.6 other problems with them, you know? Uh It's like... It's just a very simple statement, but they run these smear campaigns, even for the truth. It's like <laughs> their own people leak the truth, and then they run a smear campaign to cover right, it up. Like, it. oops, didn't mean to let that <laughs> that come out. But, uh, yeah, we covered last month, you know, the UN uh, food chief was talking about how there's going to be, you know, biblical stop, biblical 
proportion famines that are coming. And like you said, you know, we're, we support orphanages in Kenya, Myanmar, uh, India, and Uganda. And the, the pandemic really is causing logistics issues. Uh, you know, even in the States with our USPS, the, the postal service, FedEx, people are having all kinds of problems, you know, getting their books, unfortunately these days, because the USPS is having so many issues with, I don't know if it's the, the masks that they're wearing, you know, they're losing too much oxygen and can't do their job properly <laughs> or, if, you know, they're losing just having to cut people back and I don't know what it is, but uh, you know, Joy and I have chickens and we follow this chicken group at Atlanta Backyard Chickens and a lot of people who had purchased their chickens, you know, the way that you do it, uh, that you can do it, the way that we actually did it, you order it from these online hatcheries and they will ship you newborn chicks. And the, the chickens, they have this like yolk sack that they're born with so they can actually survive for three days off of that yolk sack. And uh -huh. so you get them shipped to you and, and they always do, you know, the fastest shipping possible. You go, you pick it up from your, uh, your local postal service. But now these chickens are rotting in the <gasps> postal service, uh, oh. in, in their like mail rooms. And it, they're just sitting there for like weeks because oh. there's such a delay. And, you know, all these people are just devastated. They're like, oh, you know, we ordered our chickens and they haven't arrived and it's been a week and we're so worried, you know. It's horrible that all of That's these logistics horrible. issues are really taking place and the food shortages, things like this, right. uh, especially with like wildfires that are taking place, the, uh, the so uh, tornadoes, the horrible natural disasters that are taking place. All these things are adding up to to really it, it should be shaking people up to really want to know uh, you know what the bible has to say about right. the end times because you know famines pestilences all of these things they're foretold to be and so i'm not saying that all pestilences are fake you know of course in in the exodus you know the, the pestilence it's it's part of the plagues that we're going to yeah. experience on the earth that prayerfully, you know, through the, the mercy of the most high and, and by his mark, we'll have protection from, uh, but anyways, moving on, uh, did you want to cover anything regarding that? you know, the COVID lockdown killing more, um, just that it is so very unfortunate that, you know, especially chickens and, and then the people uh, on the West Coast in California that are being devastated. There's like 100,000 acres uh, burned or however. I mean, it's just unreal. And to have your livelihood, you know, a lot of these wineries have recently burned down in, in Napa Valley. Um, and it's unfortunate. I, I just can't imagine, you know, um, not only having to run for your lives and not being able to take anything with you but i think of all the the animals that are you know being harmed and displaced and uh, all of the people whose lives and their dreams and uh everything that they owned and had possession of um just going up in flames like that it's it's so unfortunate uh, it's uh it's just so tragic but yeah we we mm -hmm. do pray for everybody out there and uh, we yeah. we hope that everybody's okay. Definitely. Uh, another article that I posted a few weeks back 
that I, I wrote a little bit about. It's from MSN, and it was saying, uh, it, it quoted a doctor was saying, we're seeing sadly far greater suicides now than we are uh, deaths from imagine. COVID. Right. And how horrible. Yeah, is that? it you is. Know, right. In one study, they say, you know, sunlight kills COVID. And then all the governors come out and they're like, oh, you know, house arrest, house arrest. Like, no, get outside, get some sunshine, you know, spend right. some time with your family, go, you know, hug somebody. Oh, we're probably going to get shut down for me saying that, but <laughs> right. you know, they, really, we got to be loving, and we're people that need love and need need that fellowship. It's so important. I'm just so petrified that these types of things are taking place. That this depression, you know, and of course, you know, the horrible things that are taking place with our entertainment industry and trying to indoctrinate the masses into thinking more things all of these uh, netflix things that are coming out you know the cuties concept with the whole pedophilia becoming mainstream oh my gosh and did you ever you never heard about that uh-uh uh, well i know from you know the alice bailey's the 10 point plan to uh install the new world order that they wanted to normalize pedophilia and bestiality and homosexuality and transgenderism and all of that. And certainly they've succeeded uh, in, in a lot of that. But uh, no, cuties, I've, I've never heard of that. Or Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. Um, but, you know, plenty of people wrote about it that didn't watch it. And basically they shared like a clip at least. Never watched a clip, but... The write-ups are basically just saying that it's totally about pedophilia, and like the even the thumbnail of the clip that they were sharing was of like these young young girls in these really skimpy outfits, and they're like dancing for the cameras. Oh my god! And it's like I have no idea what it's about. I'm just saying that you know this whole agenda of pedophilia, the whole agenda of globalism, is being pushed through our entertainment. It's like you know a soup. It, it's like literal food that people are taking and you know that we're so bored at our homes because we don't know how to read books and we don't know how to fellowship with our family and our friends and enjoy the outside because of covid you know so the only thing to do of course is to plug into netflix mm -hmm. or at least that's you know what the majority of americans are doing right. and, and all right. the entertainment is just totally grooming people for the whole agenda of the of the new world order it's totally right. It's so wicked. It's really sad, but uh, did you want to touch on anything again before? I guess I'll just move straight in since you passed it back to me. Uh, the, yeah. the next, I know Barbie in, in the chat is like, no more talking about COVID, please. <laughs> I know it's really annoying that COVID is such a huge part of the reality that we're living in, right? It's so right. aggravating, but there's a lot of things to d discuss around what's happening with COVID. Uh, in the UK, a member of the parliament is pushing for mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations for travel and suggesting that the army should oversee the rollout of those vaccines. So Elwood outlined that <clears throat> life would return to normal for those who get the vaccine, whereas those who don't 
will still be, quote-unquote, subject to social distancing rules. <laughs> and he said, I believe that the biggest challenge will be in managing the transition period, potentially up to a year, when parts of our society have been liberated from the threat of COVID-19 and seek to return to norm normality, but those who have yet to be vaccinated are still subject to social distancing rules, he said. You know, uh -huh. I... It just raises so many questions in my mind. You know, first off, it's well known that vaccines are very far from 100% effective. You know, some of the flu vaccines in the past were even recorded as being less than 30% effective. I think it was like 27% effective or something. I mean, that, you know, if 100 people get vaccinated, that's 27 people that are going to be safe and 73 that are still going to be walking around potentially, you know, with potential to get infected. Not that I think it's a big deal if you get infected anyways. But right. with, with reports now, you know, people are getting COVID twice. Did you hear about that? Uh, so you can get COVID twice. Even if you get it once, you're not safe. You can get it again. That's what they say. Uh -huh. But, you know, what's this vaccine really going to do other than make right. a bunch of companies billions of dollars and then... Right. You know, make a bunch of people sick with the ingredients exactly. that are in yes. there. It, it's ridiculous to me. And, and the whole concept of where is freedom? You know, where is people's ability to choose from themselves? Like Joy and I were talking about, uh, there's this guy who does satire. His name's Awaken to JP. Yeah, I don't know she, if, she showed me him. He's hilarious. <laughs> he is but funny. I, I'm not sure if everyone else has seen it. I, I don't encourage it, but it, it's just really funny. And he compares the whole COVID, you know, house arrest and everything. It's like, all right, we're having a huge epidemic of, you know, driving fatalities. Right, it, right. It's true. You know, if you go out and you get in your vehicle, there's a chance that you're going to die. You know, there's a percentage of a chance that you're going to not you know, survive your traveling to wherever you're going. And, you know, the same thing is true. So he's comparing it like COVID, you know, when you go out, if you don't have a mask on, you know, there's a threat that you might die from COVID. Well, you know, there's a low threat that you, you might actually can, you know, uh, get COVID. And then, you know, there's, of course, for me, it would be a 99.98% chance that I would survive. But there's that 0 0.02 <laughs> chance that if I did get it, I might die. Right. You know, yeah, whatever the, uh, the chances for me getting in a vehicle. But the thing is, you don't just like make it where everybody can't drive anymore. Uh huh. Right. You know, you, you do what's reasonable. And the people who don't want to take that risk of driving, they don't have to. <laughs> you know, give me uh -huh. give me my choice. I want to be able to choose. You know what? If you are at high risk you can stay at home. Right. If you want to get your vaccine, you can. And then, you know, if your vaccine works, then I don't need my vaccine <laughs> because your vaccine works, right? So I'm not a threat to you anymore. Right. So, you know, high-risk people should, in my opinion, be taking care of themselves. And it's not COVID that they should be scared of. It's like everything because you know their immune systems have been compromised to everything mm -hmm. if you're at high risk you know get a good diet start taking care of yourself start exercising walking get get some sun because the sun gives you vitamin d and it's good for yeah. you you know break a sweat every now and then 
it's really crazy that they're trying to make in the UK mandatory vaccinations. You know, and they're saying that if you don't get your vaccine, you're not going to be able to travel. You're going to have to adhere to guidelines that those who have gotten the vaccine don't have to adhere to. So we're going to have a division in society based on did you get your vaccine or not? Right. And, you know, of course, it's going to escalate eventually to, you know, do you have your mark? Do you have mm-hmm. the, the number of the beast's name? Oh, you don't? Well, you can't shop here. You know, right. you can't participate in this society. And it it's crazy just to see the escalation of, of the control that the elite are acquiring or reacquiring over what should have been, you know, a democracy uh, of people with choice. And even in the UK, you know, same thing with constitutions. But I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, with regard to, and we've been talking about this, Rob and I spoke about this, um, with regard to the mark of the beast and how it's going to be incorporating not only the vaccines, but AI technology. And I believe, you know, um, connecting humans with that kind of cyber link, the way that we have our cell phones and it connects us to the internet, that people are going to want to put these chips into the brain or, you know, these chips into their hands or whatever, uh, that at some point digital currencies, a cashless society, uh, that they are going to have this technology control buying and selling and whether you are part of the matrix to actually use uh, and be part of a, a membership of this kind of of uh, technological society, that that's what you know we're moving towards. And they're going to mandate, and they're already trying to mandate and to try to get rid of exclusions, exemptions to vaccines, whether political, religious, medical that they are uh, attacking states' rights to have these exemptions. And that even in the states where they do have them, they don't teach parents about these exemptions. And they try to strong-arm them, bully them into immunizing their kids. Um, You can't come to school if you don't have your kids immunized. uh, Or you can't go out in the public Um, They also want to tie it to where, oh, now you can't have your driver's license or a passport unless you, as an adult, are also uh, current with all of your vaccines. And, you know, and for those of us that have looked at, examined the ingredients in vaccines, they, without a doubt, are causing harm, perpetuating disease, cancer. Uh, things like, you know, antifreeze. Why would you have antifreeze in a vaccine or formaldehyde or thimerosal, which is extremely dangerous when you consider that um, organic mercury, which is found in, in the environment, is the most toxic substance uh, in, as opposed to anything that's radioactive. And this is a, a thousand times more dangerous than organic mercury, the ethyl mercury, the, the thimerosal, which 
they put it into the vaccines in order to make the vials multi-dosable. And so it's not even required or necessary, but because they want to be able to vaccinate people, a hundred people from the same vial, uh, and so they can increase their profits, uh, that's why they say that, you know, the thimerosal is uh, necessary to kill the bacteria so that when you dip the 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 needle in and out, uh, no bacteria can grow on it. And yet the mercury itself is much more harmful than any kind of bacteria that might uh, that you might get from you know some kind of organism growing in it. But anyways, um, mm-hmm. you know, cancer viruses, abortive fetal tissue, uh, things of that nature, all aluminum, which dries up the mind. Uh, and causes, you know, the brain to debilitate. Uh, there's a, a University of Calgary. They show what happens to the living tissue uh, of a, a person or a creature or, or a living being when you inject mercury into the body. Everything that comes into contact with the mercury just shrivels up and dies and withers away. That's how detrimental it is uh, to living tissue and living organisms. And so, you know, those kind of things, uh, in my opinion, without a doubt, are connected to the, the autism and the Asperger spectrum mm-hmm. disorders, the um, Alzheimer's and dementia, and many other diseases. We see that, you know, the Gardasil vaccine, uh, it's literally killing people, uh, causing paralysis. Gillian Beret, where the organ, the organs of a person's body, slowly shuts down over time until, you know, people end up suffocating and not being able to, to breathe for themselves, and, uh, you know, it's, it's completely unfortunate, and I would most certainly rather deal with a, a flu or a COVID uh, illness rather than, you know, all the other things that come from uh, the vaccine dangers. Um, And before Mm -hmm. I turn it back over to you, we were talking about Alice Bailey's and uh, 10-point plan to install the the New World Order. I'll just read the the 10 things uh, of the charter. And this is dating back to 1922. When in you know when she was alive during that time, and was part of the Lucifer Publishing Group for the United Nations, they came up with this ten-point plan, and the first one is to take God and prayer out of the education system, which, of course, that is you know that's already uh, come to pass. They are removing even the Ten Commandments, the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, Prayer out of schools. Uh, Number two, reduce parental authority over the children. Number three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the tradition, traditional Christian family structure and value systems. Number four, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. Uh, Number five, make divorce easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage for life. Number six, 
make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Number seven, debase art and make it run mad. Um, Meaning, you know, that you can have art, you know, like pedophilia and homosexuality and all of that, uh, that showing it in art, it's a freedom of expression rather than abomination. Uh, Number eight, use media to promote and change mindsets. Uh, Of course, that's, uh, again, to normalizing abomination, which is the whole basis of all of this and destroying Judeo-Christian, you know, the traditions and values that the previous generations used to teach to their children. Number nine, create an interfaith movement. Yeah, and that's also in in supporting, they want to, like normalize um, not only abortion and homosexuality and transgenderism, pedophilia, bestiality, but they want to also have churches and you know the so-called faith, mm-hmm. Christian faith, support these ideologies. You know, which is why now we have uh, homosexual pastors and some, you know, some churches and this kind of thing. Um, Number 10, get governments to make all these laws and get the church to endorse these changes. Exactly what I was talking about. And so, you see, this is 1922, and all of these things have been on the forefront and have been happening, uh, especially in the last, you know, two decades or so. I mean, this has all come to the forefront and a lot of it is still being pushed. And so we see that there was an organized effort on behalf of the New World Order and the elites. And, you know, the whole theme of normalizing pedophilia and abomination, it's all in our face. Uh, and the Bible predicted this. Uh, you know, it's all prophetic that evil would be, would be made good and good evil and everything would be turned upside down. And certainly, again, this is another one of the signs of the times because this is all in our face as far as the agenda and what is being pushed Mm -hmm. by, you know, liberalism and the Democrats. And and even the Black Lives Matter is connected to this whole uh, premise as well. And what you're reading from, that was the Alice Bailey 10-point plan. To, to destroy world. Christianity oh, okay, and to okay. implement the new world order, yeah. Got it. Yeah, if you look at uh, just referencing Netflix again, you know, our entertainment choices. Joy and I, a while back, were watching a children's cartoon. And even in, in like, the children cartoons and in all the shows that you watch these days, there's, like, always a big mix of the different types of, of personalities. There's always like a white, a black, an Asian, an Indian. There's always uh, a homosexual, a a lesbian lady, a gay guy, a transgender. There's like always that mix. And even in the the children's show that we were watching, like there were gay people just in the show, you know. It's like it's, Mm -hmm. it's just being forced as part of the normality. Right. You know, to be homosexual is you know, your choice now, children, like you can, you don't even have to be a boy. If you're born as a boy, you can do whatever you want. It's like Mm -hmm. really, really 
kind of like crazy to me. People are just it losing is. their minds. But like what you were saying about the mercury, just destroying people's minds with the vaccines. You know, when I was in the Air Force for six years, you know, we had to get vaccines uh, every year. And specifically right. when I was deployed, we had to get a large series of vaccines that, you know, even included anthrax. And these things like literally almost killed me. I got encephalitis and almost died. Uh, mm. But I remember the cognitive decline that I felt after taking those vaccines. Like when before I joined the military, I was like a new Christian. I was, you know, just experiencing the Holy Spirit, and I felt so much of just an enlightening, like after I became a believer and, and I went on the search for truth and I was able to read and I just felt like so in tune with with being skillful and being a, a master thinker and like just able to construct thoughts and to, you know, perform physical uh stunts you know like doing gymnastics and things like that i just felt like everything was kind of like in tune and, and the most High was leading me like to do all of these things in a, a really outstanding manner you know and, and not glory to uh -huh. me glory to, to the most high of course yes. but after i took these vaccines when i was driving on the highway i, I had i was scared because i couldn't even judge the cars that were next to me like which direction they were moving you know, now that I've been vaccine free for a while, uh, a lot of these, the mercury and all those things that caused cognitive decline have, you know, went away and I can drive down the highway comfortable. I can take note of all my surroundings and keep up with, you know, which way they're traveling and if they're coming to my lane, you know, I, I can like take note of that without having to, to freak out because I literally used to not be able to judge anything that was around me. Like that, you know, moving through the traffic and trying to calculate if somebody's coming in my lane or not, I would have to stare at their vehicle. And then when I would have to stare at their vehicle to see if they were coming in my lane or not, you know, of course, I have all these blind spots. I just wasn't able to think properly. It was so frustrating. And, and even on base, sometimes I would just be driving and then I would get into this thought and then I wouldn't be able to, to drive anymore. Like I would be running through red lights. And, wow. I, and I'm thinking, what in the world is wrong with me? You know, right. I, I was healthy. I was like exercising. I was, you know, doing everything I, I could properly. But I had these vaccines going through my body. They just like stole my cognitive capabilities from me. It was so frustrating. I just feel so, so much for the people who are suffering from, you know, vaccine injuries. And our sister Law Austin did an awesome presentation. Yes. If you go to the Zen Garcia YouTube channel, go to the Sacred Word Revealed playlist, please check that out. Uh, she gave an awesome presentation. If you're interest, interested in any of that, uh, I encourage you to check it out and share it with your friends. But I, I have a couple things I want to read through, and I don't know if I'm going to get through them in time. So I'm just going to go ahead and share them real quick. The Sure. Second to last headline reads, Federal Intelligence Officials Cloned Phones to Survey and Map Entire Structure of Antifa slash Black Lives Matters Terrorist Operations and Preparations for Mass Arrests. So Trump promises to designate both Antifa and KK as terrorist organizations. And 
you know, the KKK could basically be described as the Antifa of the 1950s. It was the militant wing of the Democrats, just like Antifa is today. Uh, so, you know, how do we feel about this as Americans, you know? Because uh, Antifa, once they're designated a terrorist organization and BLM, you know, mass arrests are going to start taking place. So, right. you know, in Egypt, even now, thousands of, have been arrested because there were uprisings against the president, uh, Sisi. So will this be similar, you know? Are we like a socialist country who cuts any chance of revolt before it ever gets off the ground? Uh, in my opinion, you know, this isn't the case uh, because this move from the Trump administration will probably bolster his Republican voters and sway the vote in the left wing who, who've realized that their party's kind of crazy and causing destruction, you know, they're going to start voting for Trump. So it's like a move for him, right? And the question is, is it proper? And I think that, you know, I, I don't know if you can say that all of them are terrorist organizations, but at least they're evil organizations, you know, like the people uh -huh. that, that run these things, KKK, uh, obviously, you know, is, a terrorist organization, but Antifa, you know, is full of these people that have claimed to be anti-fascist and at the same time they're socialists. Like how, I don't understand how it makes sense, but if they're doing evil things and they're burning, they're looting, they're doing really bad things. So I think to, to put them down and, you know, to, to end that movement is not a bad thing. Uh, so it, it's just, crazy how it's going to sway the vote, you know, to his favor possibly. And, you know, it's, it's just an order out of chaos move and it's just another scheme to sway the sympathy and support of the masses. And really it's just further subduing us to accept whatever orders come down from Capitol Hill. Um, uh -huh. but, but I'm going to move on to, I'm going to read this presentation from the United Nations chief. And he's calling for, all right, don't get mad because I'm using this word again. He's calling for a post-COVID global governance based on sol uh -huh. solidarity and multilateralism. So I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about an effect of it. Uh, so the United Nations, this is from September 24th. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez on Thursday called for post-COVID global governance that features solidarity and multilateralism. So I'm going to read... The COVID-19 pandemic is a full-blown crisis in itself, unfolding against a backdrop of high geopolitical tensions and over uh, other global threats in unpredictable and dangerous ways. He told a summit-level Security Council debate on global governance after COVID-19. The pandemic is a clear test of international cooperation, a test we have essentially failed. The virus has killed nearly 1 million people around the world, infected oh, over 30 million, and remains largely out of control. This was the result of a lack of global preparedness, cooperation, unity, and solidarity. COVID-19 is a wake-up call for even more catastrophic challenges that may arise, starting with the climate crisis, he said. If we meet these with the same disunity and disarray we have seen this year, I fear the worst. There is an urgent need for innovative thinking on global governance and multilateralism so that they are fit for the 21st century. He called for global governance that is resolute, coordinated, flexible, and ready to react to the full range of challenges. 
The world is no longer bipolar or unipolar and is instead moving toward multipolarity, he noted. We experience fragmentation and polarization without effective mechanisms of multilateral governance a hundred years ago. The result was the First World War, followed by the Second World War. COVID-19 is a warning that must spur the world to action, he said. We have no choice. Either we come together in global institutions that are fit for purpose, or we will be crushed by divisiveness and chaos. He asked for multilateralism for post-COVID global governance work. Reformed global governance is about approaches and institutions, which must be reformed and strengthened, he said. We need more and better multilateralism that works effectively and delivers for the people we serve. We need more and better global governance based on national sovereignty and expressed through our shared ideals eloquently expressed in the United Nations Charter. COVID-19 has illustrated beyond dispute that the gaps in the multilateral system uh, that there are gaps in the multilateral system. As countries go in different directions, the virus goes in every direction. A rational and equitable approach to vaccination would reduce preventable deaths by prioritizing frontline workers and the most vulnerable. But the world has struggled to mobilize the resources needed to ensure a vaccine has a global public good. Uh, the vaccine as a global public good will be available and affordable to all, he lamented. In a world of interconnected threats, solidarity is self-interest, he said. We urgently need multilateral institutions that can act decisively based on global consent for the global good, and we need multilateral institutions that are fair with better representation of, developing, of the developing world so that all have a proportional voice in, at the global table, said Gutierrez. So, you know, he called for a networked multilateralism that is based on strong links and co cooperation between global and regional organizations, international financial institutions, and other global alliances and institutions. But the same thing that's been taking place is still taking place. Small cultures are being ousted by the big civilization. You know, my bloodline can attest to this, this point very effectively. My Apache Indian heritage, erased by Western settlers. Uh -huh. My Korean ancestorage, lost in a stew of Chinese and Western cultures. The right and left arm of the big civilization. You know, civilization itself has been the biggest evil, the greatest evil. And now the entire world is being called to unite under that civilization. Even if the United Nations gives developing nations better representation, those who represent those third world nations will in fact be bred by this big civilization, not by the small cultures they're leaving behind to become part of the big beast. And this is exactly what Bill Gates said was his sole desire as an outcome from the COVID crisis. You know, we, discuss, we discussed this, I think it was two or three months ago, maybe even four months ago. You know, he came out and he said, I want the result of the COVID-19 pandemic to be greater global governance and more global institutions. It's like they're just repeating this thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. you know, why does this guy always seem to be in agreement with the United Nations? Right. It's because the United Nations is controlled by the billionaire trillionaire elites. 
You know, yes. They, and they've maintained power throughout the ages of mankind through the use of those methods that the fallen angels taught them. Slavery, usury, war, pharmacaea. It's a game of monopoly for them, and we're just the pixels on the board that get scratched as they move their pieces around, laughing and enjoying themselves. But the bad news for them is that the game will soon be over, and I know who the winner is. Amen. Amen. Yes, and looking forward to that time. But according to Scripture, the beast kingdom and the Antichrist uh, all come to power and you know his reign is established before the return of the true messiah and so these things that they're talking about um we are seeing them come into play and uh, be part of what is the the rollout the agenda for uh, even albert pike's vision dating back to 1871 you know of um establishing three world wars as pretext to um, bring forth the United Nations and a one world government, uh, a world government to where they could uh, unify the economic, political, and religious institutions. And so they are trying that you know, in, right now. And uh, they've been doing this even since you know World War II with the success of the United Nations and since 1947 and its establishment and so all of this is being played out and has been for a very long time but i believe we're at the end game you know they are succeeding on many different levels and especially now with this pandemic scamdemic uh they are pushing forth what seems to be you know some of the final uh, aspects of what I believe, you know, even the coming of the Antichrist and the the bringing forth of this alien savor, that all of that seems to be in the cards and part of what they will be rolling out soon, uh, if not already. Definitely. Uh, so I don't think we have time to get into it. And honestly, I haven't had much time to research it, but the areas surrounding Gog and Magog, you know, the Armenians and Azerbaijan, there's more wars that are starting over there that I think we should probably, mm -hmm. you know, follow because the Ottoman Empire resurrected, you know, not yet, but Turkey is funding a part of this. And I think it's pretty interesting. There's a headline that came from RT.com. Uh, Turkey is hiring Syrian rebels to fight Armenians for Azerbaijan guardian claims. So, you know, Turkey is like funding these wars all throughout the Middle East. And, of course, we know Erdogan, the, the president, he's like calling for a, a united Muslim world. And, mm -hmm. of course, he funded ISIS, whose entire premise is, you know, to create the Islamic State again. Uh, because in Islam, the world is separated into a warring state and an Islamic State. And they mm -hmm. believe that one day the world will be ruled by the Islamic State, completely conquered. Uh, so any state that's not an Islamic State is a warring state. And I just think it's something interesting to think about. Uh, I think we're probably like super close to running out of time. How long do we have? Yeah, we we, we are out of time. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So. Well, I, I 
Love you all. Thank you so much for joining. Um, we'll talk more about it later. Yes. Uh, God bless all. We love you. And uh, join us tomorrow night. I'll be on with Rob Skiba. Be blessed. Shalom. Shalom. Good night all. Well, the radio show is over. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, just to finish my last thought, I, I've been following along, you know, with Gary Wayne for the past year and doing the AMAs, and people always ask, well, you know, do, since Satan knows the end-time prophecies, is he going to, you know, try to make everything fulfill in a, a manner that isn't actually uh, real? Like, is he going to try to do a fake antichrist before he's the real antichrist and, you know, try to, you know, do a double layered deception? And I think that it's interesting to think about what's taking place with the synagogue of Satan, those who say they are Jews and are not, and how they're working together to fund this whole Islamic caliphate and ISIS and all of that. So it's interesting to be able to study the... Uh, the fullness of the great deception and to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And it's a blessing to be able to have a community to study these things with. So we appreciate you all for joining and thank you so much again. Shalom and good night. Thank you everybody for joining us for this video and this broadcast we appreciate all of you and thank you for your patronage please do like and subscribe and share with your friends god bless all of you and your seeking